In today's episode, I spoke to Hilary Taymor, the mastermind behind Colin Estrada. We get into her fashion design journey, how sustainability is central to the brand, her predictions for 2023 trends, and creating the most playful and personable runway shows ever. Welcome, Hillary. Thank you for being my guest on the Points of View podcast. Um, how are you and where are you calling from today? Thanks for having me. Um, I'm good. I am in New York and it's finally not so hot. So that's really nice. True. The heat like finally broke after just like straight like 90, 100 degree weather. Like. Yeah, it's been crazy. But it's nice to be back and like ready for fashion week when the not dreaded heat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, amazing. Are you, I mean, anything, any just first feelings gearing up for that, like, that you're excited about? Well, we have three weeks. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Um, so I'm curious. So for those who don't know, Hillary, you have an amazing brand called Colin Estrada. And um, I'm so curious about how you came up with that name. What does that What does that mean? Where does that come from? Uh, Kalina just is an Italian word for hill, which is like my nickname. So in fashion school, my friends were like, you're not a Hillary. You're too weird for this name. So they call me their little Kalina. And then um, Strada just means road. So it was just like a spin of my name, essentially. Oh, that's really cute. I love that. That's I love nicknames. That's such an affectionate nickname for them to be like, you're like... <laughs> too cool for this fame you need okay so are you italian then no but my friend who called me this was okay got it um so wait where are you from where did you grow up i grew up in california in los angeles oh me too yeah cute what neighborhood well i grew up in palos verdes which is not technically la but yeah yeah nice Okay, so a big part of um, your brand is um, sustainability. I love that one of your shows was at, I believe, Brooklyn Grange and just like utilizing these spaces that are so rooted in nature. Um, I'm curious, what does sustainability and perhaps slow fashion mean to you? And how do you try to translate that into your brand and your clothing? Um, I think it's just about every product we make, we're like, why are we making this? And why does it need to be part of the world? And like, you know, just trying to be very conscious of how things are being made and the amount of shipping and receiving and everything that goes into it. It's like so complicated and so complex and sustainability, just like about how to make make better product in general, how to like skip the steps of, you know, things that are necessary or whatnot. And so with Clean Estrada, like you'll notice that a lot of the silhouettes maybe keep stay the same or and like the colors are, will change or the prints will change because I really want to make it seem like, you know, if you have a shirt from us from two years ago, that it still is current when you see the new runway collection. Right. So it's right. not like, oh, I have to buy something from her every season. You don't. Don't buy something right. from me every season. Like, <laughs> <laughs> keep and covet what you do own and continue to wear it, you know, for years to come because I don't want it to feel um, not cool anymore or not trendy or like, you won't really recognize pieces from us that be like, oh, that's super last season, unless you're like a diehard fan. (laughs) Unless it's like several, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that, I love that. I think that's really important too because it's like also just kind of in the spirit of like, um, yeah, reusing, just repurposing silhouettes and just making them, 
yeah, just as relevant. I think that's wonderful. Um, so I know that you went to a FIT, is that right? I went to FIDM in LA. Yeah. Oh, FIDM, yeah. excuse me, FIDM. And um, what, w- like, what was that experience like? How was it being a student? How did your um, kind of style change? I know you used to do a lot of like accessories specific. So how did that kind of evolve over that time? Um, I hate school. I don't resonate well <laughs> with education. I think you should learn by doing and reading and staying up to date topics. I just think school is so antiquated. Um, that's my personal opinion. I don't think that you should pay to be in fashion school. Yeah, no, true. Very fair. I mean, yeah, I, I hear that actually from a lot of designers that like, yeah, school was very much like not for me. And I kind of had to just get into that practice of like doing and like being on the ground. Yeah, yeah I, I think totally... if you're like also most designers who have their own brand are extreme entrepreneurs because you have to be. And I think if you have that mentality, like being in a structure of school is not really for us because we're so just like, you know, if you question anything in school, they would scream at me and I'm like, you're literally teaching us things. Like our marketing class was about like looking phone numbers up in the phone book and calling people and asking them about product. Like I was like, this is crazy. This is nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um, I was like, there's an internet. Like this is really aging me, but like (laughs) that was our marketing class. And I was like, I will not be a part of this. So Wow, that's wild. Like, I I mean, I went to the new school, so it was Parsons adjacent, but I never really knew, like, what was going on inside those classes. Like, all I knew is that the kids who were richer always were doing the best because they could get the nicest materials from, like, mood or, like, whatever, you know. Um, so what what is your biggest source of inspiration when you create, when you design? Hmm. I mean, it's really all just comes down from drive. Like, I just am like, oh, this was a success. We need to go down this road. I want to do more of this. Like, I I want to do more, like, you know, red carpet dressing. Then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go crazier in gowns or whatnot. So, like, it's more stems from, like, what I want to do. (laughs) (laughs) Which is exactly why I have a business. Um, So I can make what I want. And also, like, what you know, how, what I feel joy from, you know, like I like to challenge myself. So I like to do things that don't necessarily like come easy. Yeah. And so I'm like, how can I make this crazy idea work for me? And then that kind of inspires me to go deeper into a collection. Yeah. What's the most recent piece you've created that you're like obsessed with? You're like, this is perfect. Everyone should be wearing this. Everyone should be wearing it. I definitely don't make things everyone should be wearing. Or maybe not everyone, but... (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm really obsessed with the belt skirt right now. I'm wearing it right Mm. now. I think it's cute. It's really cute. I like it. I'm going to get one. Um, Okay, so on the flip side, what is the most uh, embarrassing trend you've worn and then the best, like, throughout your (laughs) childhood to now? Oh, well, um, hmm. Embarrassing trend. I really, I really did them all. So like, (laughs) (laughs) and they're all cool now. Like the ones that I would have said that are embarrassing are actually cool now. Like I had like the streaky highlights and I had the like, 
you know, I wore like the Miss Sixty jeans or like Frankie B. Lowrider's jeans with like two tops yes. and like belly button rings and like Kate Spade like cherry bags. And I wore, um, maybe I guess I wore Abercrombie and Fitch. I guess that would be the most embarrassing trend. Yeah. I did that as a preteen, like 14. Yeah. Um, Same. Sorry. <laughs> and then um, I guess the, wait, what was the second part? the best trend that you like wore maybe you had a sixth sense that you knew this was amazing before everyone or like you just really fucked with it i mean like the cool stuff i used to do like parachute pants with like tiny shirts which is still so relevant like i literally yeah. dressed in my teens like what is in bushwick now right <laughs> right yeah period so yeah that's basically my that's how I like to dress. I like baggy pants, tiny top, because I feel like that fits my body best, because I'm tall. <laughs> um, ooh, okay, so because you started in uh, accessories, what's your favorite accessory? What's your favorite and most, like, useful accessory? If you could that I own, own right one. now, or, like, in yeah. general? Mm, that you own right now. Useful? Yeah, or or just like you like it. You you're like oh, this I'm really, really into makes these swag chain things I'm making, but they're like hang from your pants, but I wear them around my waist, and it's Ooh. just like stupid. I really like it. It's definitely not useful, but it adds <laughs> pink to my outfit, which I like. Okay, yeah, that yeah. it's useful. It's adding a little something. something. That it's use pink. <laughs> <laughs> it's use is aesthetics. Yeah, I mean everything's aesthetics. Right? Yeah. Um, okay. So, oh, so I'm obsessed with your runway shows because they're super playful, super musical. And often I have noticed a custom um, like soundtrack that references the brand name, which I think is so cute and so fun. Um, tell me about like that choice and how you, you came up with that idea and, and perhaps why music is like really central to um, the runway presentations. Um, I mean, I think it was just something that seemed fun to do. I think it really started happening with the digital shows because yeah. um, we really like needed that to bring it all together. And then it kind of just became a running theme. And yeah, I was working on the music last night. Um, <laughs> and I think it's cool. Like, I don't know. I just think it's fun to have like this like lyrical melody that like you can like think of I don't know it's 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 a marketing thing it is a marketing thing you know what this is actually hilarious because last night I was watching the Josie and the Pussycats movie and have you seen that and it's like they literally put subliminal messaging <laughs> yeah I actually put subliminal messages in our songs listen too. that's what i figured yeah so i'm not gonna tell you what they are but great if you're a stand, I know. you probably do more of this <laughs> um wait this isn't in my questions but i'm just curious what is what's your sign hillary i'm a leo capricorn rising scorpio moon hmm okay yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. checks out <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I want to talk about the latest runway presentation or video that I saw, which was the one that was stylized to be like the hills. 
um, starring Tommy. So cute. Loved like how theatrical all of the models are. Like you really make them, you put them to work. It's like they got to do a little opening. They got to be quirky. They got to like, you know, because it's funny too. I feel like models sometimes or like the old stigma is that they're just like these like blank slates and they don't talk and they don't have personality, right? They're just there to show the clothes. Your approach is actually so, so much fuller. Can you talk about um, kind of how you've shaped that and how you've specifically chosen, I guess, the people who embody the brand? Um, okay, so what you're referencing is our latest, latest runway show, um, Autumn Winter 22. It was called The yes. Kalinas as a spinoff from yes. The Hills because Kalina means hill. Anyways, um, I just really wanted to, it was kind of like our last opportunity to do something that was in the digital space, I thought, with COVID and such. And so I th- we had this idea and I was like, this is funny. So we should do that instead of doing like a boring runway show inside because we yeah. could, we're going to have to limit the amount of guests, etc. Um, and so... I'm friends with Tommy and she was like, I want to do this. And I was like, great. And she's just so funny. So we're able to like really just like comically like, I don't know, by choosing those types of people, you know, like also like Katerina and Sarah and like Giselle and Kimberly, like they all are kind of a personality. So I feel like, and you know, creating that space I don't know I always just really cater to like people I know and trust so like if they pull up for me I'm like can you do this and then they really show up and I just trust the ones that I trust and so that's why I usually see the same type of faces with us throughout because like yeah we've already shared this bond and this trust together to where like I know how they're gonna perform when I put them in that space and if I ask them to do a certain thing, I know the way they're going to perform it. And you know what yeah. I mean? Does that make sense? So I really yeah. try to just like work with all the types of people that I can, but also like know what happens. Like I like foresee how it gets prayed and then we can give them different roles accordingly. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Like building up that yeah collective trust and like being playful like being able to be close enough you can kind of like open up and let your guard down and be silly and like yeah and I think the models know too like when they come to set what kind of set they're gonna be engaged with and like also know what I expect from them too at this point and like what Mm -hmm. and then they can just like put their own spin on it how they want to be portrayed and like execute those ass yeah yeah and I would also say like I really um applaud you in kind of the diversity and representation of people you it's you've got people of all ages you've got um yeah across um like just so many walks of life basically disabled artists trans artists black artists whoever like it's just very it's this it's so refreshing to see because I feel like I look at certain brands and I'm like, oh, it's going to 100% be this type of model and they're not going to move from that. And it's like this fixed thing that's very uh, old school and traditional. So it's yeah. really wonderful. Yeah. Or you can, it just comes from a place of like true, I don't know, like it's, they're also my friends and you've it's also your seen them before it's not, too. So yeah. it doesn't feel forced. Like yeah. I'm not just like, 
getting the token people exactly that's season. what i mean it's authentic and, yeah. yes so we've always been doing that and so it just feels yeah. you know the work has paid off because <laughs> it feels authentic <laughs> exactly. in this space but um yeah it's just about creating that all the time and even if brands do have shows like that you can just tell that oh my god it just it's just so clear <laughs> it's so clear also because it, it's like they're not I think the difference between how we do diversity or inclusivity as like, and these are horrible words to even say out loud is like, I actually want to make everyone look their best. And like, I actually, like we fit, we don't do like, oh, come to your fitting. This is the look I made for you. It's never that. It's like, let's try on the, all the clothes that can work for you and see where we land and like what represents your individual style best. So you truly shine. That's amazing. And I that's think amazing. that's how yeah. you have to like approach when you're working with all types of humans, because mm-hmm. if they're not happy in their look or you're not like representing their truest self or like what they like, it shows in the photos, it, so it shows, shows in the runway. Yeah. Yeah. You said it best. That's 100 percent it. <laughs> that's just exactly it. Seeing people for who they are and giving them autonomy in like what they're going to walk out and essentially perform in. So, yeah. yeah. Um, as a queer designer, what are your biggest hopes to communicate to um, to the world through your clothing? I mean, <laughs> just be happy. <laughs> I just want to, I mean, clean is about being positive and showing like love and light through a crazy dark world. And that's yeah. like all we kind of hope to be is like, I'll be the wacky aunt, sure, you mm-hmm. know, of of the fashion industry in New York, just to yeah. like put a smile on someone's face, and that's why we like, you know, like to go usually first in fashion week and stuff. I'm like, let me just like put you in a good mood so then you can go do everything else you have to do because it's not easy. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, what are your um, what would you say are your biggest critiques and also hopes to carve out for for the fashion industry moving forward um i really want to figure out how to like put limitations on like huge expectations of goals of production of overproduction of clothing um and like if help be the change to put those laws into place and you know i think brands huge corporation brands are always like trying to double their you know income for next season or whatnot and instead of like having to continue to grow and grow and grow like why can't we be like happy with what we have now mm-hmm. if it's working um because i think over production is like one of the biggest issues we have in fashion at the moment you know everyone has a brand too i don't think the small brands are the problem they're not right um but if everyone has a brand it starts to become a problem especially if everyone has a brand where they print on like blanks or whatever you know it's like yeah it um, contributes it does contribute i do think um we need to just be a collective in that change and like hope to everything listen like there are so many problems in the industry (laughs) so i just try to be like the one that's like i just try not to be the problem to be honest (laughs) that's my goal is like i just don't want to be the problem you know, and hopefully I can continue to be not the problem. Yeah, 
and to continue to like set that standard and push people to have yeah more sustainable practices like yeah. it's not that crazy like it's like you know so yeah i'm happy to be the girl that made it a trend to not be the problem <laughs> exactly and then hopefully chipping away will slowly get to something that's that yeah that feels good um so i don't know how much you can say about your next um collection and what it's giving oh hi puppy my dog <laughs> just came to the room he missed me um, oh my god to talk about my next season yeah like to what like teasers can you can you give us okay it's giving save the butterflies Ooh. okay love that okay um what or actually who who would be your dream collaborator and this could be across fashion this could be like you know working with another designer or like oh i really want to work with this dancer or this musician or this visual artist or whoever just dream collaborator you know this is actually my problem and i talk to my therapist about it a lot is like <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to manifest like when i'm asked like what are your goals yeah it's so and this is like the biggest first world problem and i'm like so fucking blessed to have this problem is that like i'm always like i feel so happy with where yeah. and what i achieved that like it's hard and i feel like it's like um imposter syndrome to have bigger goals because i'm like i could never do that but then it happens and i'm like oh i did that yeah. so you know when it talk about like oh you want to collaborate like yeah i collaborate with alessandro i already did that so it's like okay i rather collaborate with someone who's like cleaning up the planet and like yeah you know like humanitarian stuff and like really my goal is to like make real and active change or like feel like that but i also do collaborate with those people as well so it's it's a complicated question for me in that sense because i'm so fortunate and yeah at the end of the day i would love to you know if Britney Spears did a comeback tour, I'd love to do Britney Spears' <laughs> comeback tour. Great. Right. You know, but like, who am I to, to ask for that? Listen, we're putting the ask out now. Britney, Britney, <laughs> let's make it happen. <laughs> no, but I hear what you're saying. You're like, I actually, I like what I'm hearing is that you feel a lot of gratitude for where you already are and the ways in which you're moving. And you hope to use, um, yeah, use your momentum of what you're doing and like work with people who are who are also like doing that sustainable work in the world outside of a, a arts or a fashion context, you know, and to really align because it's like that's what the goal is, is to make the planet better and to like make things more sustainable for us. We'll also just come up with like new and innovative ways because the whole point is like, it doesn't have to be so black and white about all the things. It's just about like, how can we move forward with color and positivity right. and do better? Yeah, and fun. Yeah, and fun, <laughs> and still have fun doing it. It doesn't need to be yeah. so, so bland or lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You seem like you really, I'm like, you feel like you 
like know yourself really well. Like you're like in touch with yourself. Yeah. Thank you. It took um, 35 years. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God, because actually this is great segue into my next question. What like what is the best piece of advice you have received that you could share with younger people trying to do their thing or um, yeah, the best piece of advice that you've just like gathered from life experience. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for you, I think maybe it was Dan on first summer. I don't know if she told me this. It was someone else. It wasn't her. It was before was her Diana? time. Um, at the time I knew her. And I think someone really just said to me and they're like, you have such like great personal style and such like, I was really trying to design for everyone. And then as soon as I really was like, what do I want to wear and what is going to make me happy wearing and really focus on like me as a consumer, I started making the yeah. most authentic and real clothing from for the brand and the brand started to really resonate and make sense. So I think it's just right. about like truly staying true to yourself and being like, yeah, I have to make a dress and a t-shirt. But like if you were, you know, okay, so an example for me, it's hard is like, I don't wear dresses and but I have friends who wear dresses that I like really appreciate and that like like their style you know like Becky and Sarah and those girls yeah you know like I so when I'm designing a dress I'm just like what would those girls wear to an event and what would I want mm. to be wearing standing next to them at the event because like we're all yeah. in the same photo you know so I'm like what does the photo look like and then I can right. really try to like design into categories that I necessarily wouldn't buy into myself as a human Right. So that's how you make like a well-rounded collection and yeah, just truly making things that you like. And if you don't yeah. like it, just throw it off the board. Oof. And yeah. I do it all the time. I throw shit off the board all the time. My team hates me. I'll be like, how did that get on the board? And she'll be like, well, I just put it there. I'm like, it's horrible. Take it down. Oh my God. Oof. But it's yeah. only like, it can be a fucking stitch line that will throw me. I'm like such a... I'm not a perfectionist by any means, but <laughs> when I look at, I'm so, I only see visually anything. Like, so if it's just like a tiny bit off, I just have to change everything. Yeah. No, I get that. You're like, you can't not focus on that one thing that's like. Yeah. <laughs> and proportion is everything. And make sure you fit your pants. Oof. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like shaking my head. <laughs> my pants never fit me. <laughs> well, like when you're design as a designer, make sure like the pants are a good fit because that's. I feel like the one disconnects when it. A lot of per people of the opposite sex are designing for the opposite sex, and they just don't mm. understand how the bodies are different. And like that's one thing about Kalina is like, the pants fit. Yeah. They yeah. fit you well. Yeah. So. And that's yeah, so no, that's important as a woman to buy pants that make you feel good about your body. Yes. Oh, my God. I literally, I had a period in high school where I just didn't wear pants because I was convinced jeans, pants, anything looked terrible on me. And then I went to that, I think it's called Jeans, Jeans, Jeans in Montreal where you like go in and they, and you, they look at you and then they bring you five pairs oh, cool. that fit you perfectly. Amazing. And it's exactly that thing you're talking about, like that perfect fit to you. Yeah. And like what works yeah. for all body types and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, how have you learned to assert yourself and 
you know, take up space and autonomy in a predominantly uh, male-dominated industry. Well, I wear pants <laughs> that fit, and <laughs> I, it's hard. And I had an interview earlier today where they're like, what's the biggest, you know, setback? And I was like, being a woman. Well, I know I read, I did my research and I read other articles where you speak about this, like how your experience would be different if you were a man and like how you still get treated sometimes in these like meetings or, you know, taking, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I've always been the like, the like last addition to things usually. I mean, and that's kind of changing my career now, but like, you know, like, oh, we can, I guess we can invite her or like we can put her in this article or whatever. Um... But, you know, like, my male peers move up the ranks quite faster. Not all of them, but some definitely do. Um, With way less experience as well. And then they're just, like, given all these opportunities and whatnot, which everyone deserves opportunities, and I'm not trying to take away anything from them. But it's difficult to navigate a business as a woman, especially, like, I started this business in my early 20s. Like, I was 21. So, like, people would be like, oh, sweetie here's your fabric order. And they would always like chip it late and I was always be the last on the totem pole, you know, and like, and it's even to this day, like I don't even visit my factories and I have my like right hand page who's in charge of production because there needs to be, as a woman, if I were to walk to the factories and be like, I need this on time or whatnot, mm. they would see me and they'd be like, oh, she can wait. That's crazy. Yeah, because it's happened so many times before. So like now we have some new factories and like, so there needs to be like a scary person at the end being like, oh, she's going to fire me if I don't get this on time like or whatever. On I need to deliver yeah. this on time so they like feel bad for my team. But there needs to be a scary person. And I'm just not that scary person. To them. <laughs> so wow. I've learned to navigate my way through working to like be present and like whatever, but also the distant scary boss to like you know be able to get our orders on time and such but it is it's such a challenge that if I were a man I would never have to do that Mm. yeah but like it's crazy it's it's disappointing it's frustrating it's like that's true for so many industries you know not just fashion and it's like I'm just like sick of that narrative I'm like when is that gonna be done when are we gonna be done with like that like framework of that's a whole different podcast i know right (laughs) and i have many many points that i'm not gonna say because i will get in trouble that's for us when we have a bottle of wine (laughs) off mic (laughs) um what are your uh well i don't know Okay, what are your trend forecasting predictions for 2023? And not to like give this away, give your goods away, but maybe just like things, things that, that you're excited about, things, new silhouettes that you're seeing on people um, when traveling or anything like that. I think it's going to be, in a way, it's going to be still super fun, but I think it's going to be slightly calmer than it usually is. Mm. It's giving, Interesting. I think with like, what's going on on the planet i think if i i've seen my friends who usually dress super crazy being dressing a little calmer lately hmm. um i don't know if that will translate to runway but it might translate to sales yeah yeah i think you're actually right yeah i've noticed that just in my own like friend group going out yeah, yeah. yeah. um what are you listening to right now 
Well, I listened, the last thing I listened to was like a podcast about jellyfish. Oh, okay. I had to re-listen to it because my friend got stung by a jellyfish and... <laughs> oh, you had to figure out how to save them? How to like pee on them? Well, no, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also all weekend they were listening to Renaissance over and over and over again. Of course. I mean, yeah. How can you not? It's everywhere. Yeah. It's actually everywhere. Like, every store I walk into. It's, yeah. Yeah. And we had a dinner outside of our breakfast and we were listening to medieval music. Like, it was cute. Oh my God, the double. Okay, because I heard that and I was immediately like Renaissance, Renaissance. I'm thinking Beyonce, but then I was like, oh, then you I could just be listening to Renaissance no, music. No, yeah. <laughs> then I think what happened was Siri was put Renaissance music on after. Like, I think Ooh. that's what actually happened. I love that. Yeah, I do love that. Yeah, I love the Beyonce to actual Renaissance music pipeline. I feel like I'm just going to assume it was like that was smelling coffee beans after, you know, like, I'm just kidding. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Oof, yes. Um, okay, well, I guess we're down to my last question, which is something I ask all my guests, which is to please tell me a secret. And that can take any shape or form. People usually need to think about it. Um, just something people don't know about you, secret talent, childhood hobby, um, party tricks, special skills, I have so many secrets about so many people, <laughs> but I'm not going to say Spill any em. of them. <laughs> I guess a secret about me is... I can't even say my secret, too, because I have an NDA. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I have such a big secret right now. <laughs> we didn't um, tease it. <laughs> yeah, literally, and then I have my friend NDAs. Okay, so a secret about myself is i'm trying to think of something that hasn't been published yet yeah um hmm. well i told my friend this story the other day so i That's guess great. i can because she was like asking me what my biggest fear was and i guess okay so when i was six years old i i grew up riding horses but um so when i was six i'm like I don't know, maybe i was eight seven or eight i think i might have been older because we're in a different house so my, I had a pony that lived next door to me. That was mine, but my mom and dad worked very late. And so I would, I wasn't allowed to ride her by myself um, without like someone around because I was seven. Because mm -hmm. you're young, yeah. Um, but I did anyways, so. <laughs> of course you did. I took her out and I had no helmet on and I had no saddle and no bridle. I would take her out with like just a halter on and a lead rope and like ride her and the trails through the yard and like gallop as fast as I could and, you know be crazy because I love adrenaline and we saw a snake and like a rattlesnake oh and she God. threw me off and uh I was fine um and she ran back to the bar she ran home okay thank god and so I was walking it was just me and the snake and I like hate snakes so I was crying and that's like what like really embedded my fear of of snakes I think inside of me um because it got really close I don't I don't think I was actually in danger but that was my like no, that's snake. so scary that's my snake fun. trauma you have snake trauma so snake trauma. you're 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 off the snakes so I ran <laughs> no home snakes. cried and told no one oh no so it's just your sorry mom little <laughs> snaky secret it's my sneaky <laughs> secret yeah but I wasn't allowed to do that 
I was just a bad kid. Oh, I also once used to tell everyone in kindergarten that my dad was in jail for murder. Was he? No. Obviously no. Yeah. For murder? <laughs> for murder. Yeah, like, I was like, yeah, he killed someone. And then, oh like, my God. I think the principal, I don't know, someone found out and they knew it was a lie. <laughs> Listen, did it work? Out, was it effective even for a week? People thought you were really tough or something? I don't know. The, I don't even know what I thought would do, would happen by telling this weird oh lie to like my kindergarten <laughs> class. I don't know what power I thought that that gave me. Also, like, kids? Kids say the weirdest things, honestly, and that was one weird thing that I said. <laughs> Oh my god. No, it's true. Kids will just like say things for no reason. And you're like, how did this, where did this even... I think maybe I saw a TV show or something about this. There had to be like in, like it was an impression on my brain or something. That like, I was like, oh, that's real. You were watching too much Veronica Mars. Maybe like I accidentally watched SVU with my sister or something. I don't know. Oh god, I can't with that show. I hate... I hate those true crime shows. No. Ugh. <laughs> no, thank you. Ugh. Okay, well, that's a good secret is your snakes and that I also love that you rode this pony into the night with this, like, just the halter and, like, I'm really getting the visual of that. This is telling me everything I need to know. Yeah, it's really... Little Hillary is crazy. She's so crazy. <laughs> No fear. Yeah, and listen, now it's like, how would she be looking at you? Like, living your dreams, doing your thing, taking no shit. That's very, that's very cool. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Um, Well, thank you so much for this interview. Amazing. Um, I really appreciate you chatting. Of course, thanks for having me. Yay, thank you. All right, bye everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Cultured Magazine podcast, Points of View. We look forward to bringing you exciting interviews with artists and their visions for the future every month. Thank you to the podcast team for making this happen. To our editor, Alex Capalma, our sound engineer, Lars Probert, our theme music by Color Plus, and Cultured Magazine. 